0: The Marty's Music Kitchen podcast is brought to you in cooperation with Oregon Music News.
1: Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen, the fun cooking podcast with creative people where anything can happen. Today, we are going to usher you into our first food cart interview at Sweet Lorraine's Latkes & More. The proprietors are Rachel Brasher and Aaron Tomosco both accomplished musicians with several albums under their creative umbrella and a new release that just hit the air in March. Their delicious menu was created out of a longing for great New York-style Jewish food, and they have perfected the art of the knish.
2: My family is all from the East Coast, my parents, um, but they actually met in Oklahoma and raised me there, so there was no knish there. So anytime I would travel, I'd try to find one and it was always just kind of like, meh. It's mashed potatoes baked in a crust. This should be really good. I don't know why it's not great.
0: We don't really have this interest in doing our own reinventing of anything. We want to keep these things alive so they don't get lost to history, you know? Today, we're making both savory and dessert-style canishes
1: in the food cart kitchen, talking about songwriting, cooking, and the creative connection in between them both. So follow me into this new dish and new experience With Rachel and Erin at Sweet Lorraine's, Laches, and more. So, hi, Rachel, Erin. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. I have never actually been inside a food cart. Welcome. It's small. It's (laughs) actually no. It's to feel bigger than you thought. Bigger
0: than I thought it would be. I think that some are maybe a little more cramped because they have more stuff. I think we're kind of simple, Uh pared down a little bit, right? Well, I should mention we're actually at
2: Sweet Lorraine's. What's the rest of the title? Sweet Lorraine's, Latkes and More.
0: We named it after Aaron's grandma, so it's kind of like a tribute to his side of the family, Uh which they're all from New York, and his dad's from New Jersey... I've been learning how to cook all this food and kind of connecting with his family and his mom's like our consultant, Mm -hmm. you know, of course. Like, you should have this. Oh, it should be like this. Oh, that's good. Change it, you know.
2: So um, we actually sort of just stumbled upon the idea sort of by accident where like the first idea was like, well, we just want to have this lotka truck. You know, we we make latkes and. Then,
0: we or, thought it would just be like a latke factory, nothing and, uh, else.
2: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Push cart or something, but yeah. it, here and latkes. So, um, get your latkes there. Right.
2: But we didn't want to do latkes without the uh, traditional uh, condiment of sour cream. Sour cream and applesauce are both traditional, and so. But we also wanted to keep the cart kosher, out of respect, you know, for the culture, and uh, so we said, okay, well, no meat. That also kind of fits with us because we don't eat a lot of meat generally. We just kind of went that way. And actually, it was one of our customers that pointed out to us that, like, well, what you guys are really doing is like a dairy restaurant.
0: We don't really have this interest in doing our own reinventing of anything. You know, it's more like we want to keep these things alive so they don't get lost to history, you know? Right. Well, I I read somewhere that um, you
1: were, um, you liked the tradition of the, or you missed the tradition of the New York-style latkes, and then what are we making today? Kanish. 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 And you miss the New York style of making those things. I mean, do you you think the recipes that you came up with are New York style?
0: Well, we did a lot of research, and like I said, we have an excellent consultant and Grandma Lorraine Mm -hmm. um, about what would be more, even more than just um, strictly New York. I mean, there isn't really West Coast. Style of some of this food, it just doesn't exist. So it's just not here at all. Right, it's very hard to find. Very hard to find, yeah. So it was more what would like someone's grandma, how would they make it? Or what are those last bastions of this food on the East Coast, like those restaurants, how are they doing it? What are their recipes like? And kind of did a deep dive into that.
1: Right, very cool. Well, actually, we have a, a Portlander here. Um, Ethan Sperry, Dr. Ethan Sperry, he's the conductor of, um, the Oregon Repertory Singers. They've got a big concert coming up and they, he also, um, uh, is one of the directors at Portland State, uh, the directors of one of the big programs there. And, um, he's pretty amazing, um, a, a amazing conductor and musician. And he's also Jewish hmm. and they cook in that household. I'm telling you all the time. And I think he's going to be thrilled to find out you guys are here Hopefully. And bring his family yeah. um, and, you know, check out, you know, be able to
0: talk with you and, you know, compare notes on New totally. York style oh, We love that. We love when people come and a lot of people have opinions or experience. You know, we have a lot of customers that are like, oh, have you made it like this? Have you tried that? Or I used to eat this at this place in the 70s. And like, that's part of what we love about this. is like the reconnecting, providing that connection for those people that... Maybe you feel far away from home. I mean, not to speak for Aaron, but I think that's Tradition, part of why we did, right? <laughs> yeah, why to we name to a do perfect it. musical. There yeah. you go. But then also, I think we talked about a lot that starting new traditions, so it's carried on with people that, like, I would say most of our customers are like, "What is this food?" So we're doing this a lot of that. This will my first ed- educating and, yeah. experience today.
1: So and I have no idea how to make them, and I'm, I'm super excited to find out. So we're going to make savory and dessert style. We're going to try to do both, yes. All right, awesome.
0: Don't so what's, what's <laughs> next? What do we do? Okay, so. I'm ready to be put to work. So we went ahead and did the hardest job which is making the mashed potatoes and onions. And it's not that that's a hard thing to do, but it's time consuming. Okay, and is that like the filling? Yeah, that's right, the filling so for the knish, the I'll savory I'll have Aaron knish. explain that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Because he's the main potato chef. You're the potato <laughs> chef? Potato chef. Yeah. So tell me more about this filling.
2: Yeah, so knish can be filled with like, with many different things. There's lots of different variations. One of the, the most classic though, is just a potato knish. Mashed potatoes and onions, seasoned. We have kind of our secret recipe, but it's basically you know seasoned mashed potatoes, caramelized onions. The trick is that if they're too wet, like the kanish will kind of fall and melt. split open, melt. Um, but then you if don't want that, apparently, yeah. you cry. no cry. if they're falling apart, knishes. too dry, it's also <laughs> maybe not the most pleasant thing to eat if it's really a dense, yeah. dry lump of. Everyone's
0: potato. had a bad dry Kanish if they're a knish fan, and that's like yeah. a check mark of like, nope. Nope. That's been one of my main complaints
2: of ones I've had other places. I've, you know, because my family is all from the East Coast, my parents. um, But they actually met in Oklahoma and raised me there. Um, So there was no knish there. So anytime I would travel, I'd try to find one. And it was always just kind of like, meh, it's mashed potatoes baked in a crust. This should be really good. I don't know why it's not great. So, yeah, so when we were trying to figure it out, that was one of the main, you know, things we had to keep experimenting with was how can we get it just the right amount of moisture. And it kind of depends too, because when we made our small batch at home, it was a little different. And of course, when we came here and had to make 30 pounds at a time, like, oh, all of a sudden, they're a lot more soupy than, (laughs) you know.
0: Wow. Yeah, I can't imagine. All right, well, take me in. So we have that ready here. So we don't have to do it. Everybody knows how to make their favorite kind of mashed potatoes, but you can make them kind of chunky, I would say. You don't want it to be, you know, sometimes on the holidays you want smooth, creamy. Maybe you want a little more hearty. Okay. I love that. And then we have other fillings here that we'll look at. But we'll let's experiment. Let's okay. make the crust. So we use bread flour, but I've seen recipes that use all-purpose. I think anything you want is fine. Okay. Also, I will tell you, I do all the baking, and this is a recipe that you don't have to be super particular with your measurements. Like, uh-huh. for instance, I don't scrape the top of it with the flour and just like, eh, that'll work.
1: <laughs> Here, let me grab another one.
0: And it still works, huh? Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> don't, I, it's almost like hard for me to even tell people how easy it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is the easy
1: part of the canish. Well, I love throwing it together, that's awesome. Not having to be exact, and actually that's kind of how I cook at home now. You know, mm. I've done it enough times with enough different recipes that yeah if I'm looking for a base of something, I'm like, oh yeah, I think it's about this much of this and this much of this. And now I'm sort of to the point where I can kind of feel my way through that.
3: Mm -hmm. And
1: now I understand also why some people have such a hard time putting recipes together Mm -hmm. because they don't know Mm
2: -hmm. how
1: much they use of what, right? They're feeling their way through it. At some point, you take that recipe and it's,
2: oh yeah if grandma's recipe might say two cups but she just means like the, the coffee mug or whatever from yeah. the counter that, my grandma know. didn't oh.
0: my one of my southern grandmas did not own any measuring things no spoons no cups she, really and i'd be like what do you put in there she'd just have a teaspoon for measuring small amounts and then like a tea cup for bigger things i don't i don't know how she did it so really uh this cup is, meant hey a coffee cup
1: this is a little more organized than that. That's the biggest container <laughs> of baking powder I've ever
0: seen. Oh, you know what? Sometimes just go to the restaurant supply store for fun because it will blow <laughs> your mind. We usually don't need that much of stuff, but I
1: actually do go. There's a couple of different restaurant supplies uh, stores in Portland. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing find.
0: Yeah, we had a lot of fun when we first started doing this. we'd be like, let's just go there and look around and see what what all we can get. <laughs>
1: How much did you spend that first trip? Mm,
0: redacted. <laughs> You're like, um no, I'm not gonna give me it. that salt. This dough is literally two and a half cups flour, one teaspoon baking powder, half teaspoon salt. That's all the dry at all that's okay. in it. Which is and I crazy. know uh
1: you sent me a recipe which I'm gonna post with this episode and it says mix dry ind- ingredients together first and then it says wet ingredients. So
0: right. this Super must be the I'm just gonna mix this a little bit in the mixer. You and could even just do this by hand. Okay, I was gonna ask. I just do it this way because it's fast. My,
1: I have a mixer, but it's buried because I'm more of a cook than a baker. You know, we're better at some things than others. And I'm
0: the opposite, he's he's like you. And so I, I do yeah, all I'm not the, a very
2: good baker, but I do a lot of the cooking on the range. And the-
0: So you guys make the perfect team then.
2: Yeah, it really is. Work out you have very And you well. can put power.
0: everything up for me. And he's <laughs> tall <laughs> and you and I are not so much. <laughs> um, okay, so the wet things, only four ingredients. Okay. Can you get an egg Aaron?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm a bit of a gardener. I'll let you go ahead and put that. You're putting eggs in the bowl right now. one egg, yes, one egg. but um, and this is the part where we're mixing all the wet ingredients. Yep. You got it. But I am going to take a side step into gardening because I am a gardener. I got that from my parents who Mm -hmm. always cooked when I was growing up, but they were also, um, you know, in the garden growing things. And the best weed killer by far is um, a gallon of vinegar, a cup of salt, and a cup of Dawn dishwashing soap. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mix it together. I always mix the salt and the uh, Dawn together first, and then you dump it in like a sprayer with the vinegar. Oh, my God. It's like a miracle on yeah. weeds, and there's no chemicals. Yeah. So
0: Just you don't know. get it on anything you want to live. Exactly. <laughs> I learned that. Exactly. <laughs> I learned that also. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. You can't be. Yeah, you have to be very particular. Plant. Yeah. So. so one teaspoon white vinegar. I always still a little extra. Doesn't hurt anything. And even though my mom would be mad about it, I just use the same thing that I use for the dry ingredients (laughs) for my water we won't tell her unless she happens to listen to the podcast then sorry mom because it just doesn't really affect anything you just don't want to skimp at all with your liquid because if the dough is too dry that's your only problem so that was about a cup and a smidge this is about half a cup half a cup and a smidge and then i need just some oil so vegetable oil canola oil that was magic. You just mentioned it, and it appeared. He knows. <laughs> he knows this process. i this before. And uh, oil is a very important part of this, because even though it's a dough, it's not, you're not using a lot of flour. It's very, you don't have butter or anything in it, because a lot of times a knish might be served with meat. Mm. So this, this uh-huh. recipe, it can go with a meat dish. If it had butter, it couldn't.
1: So, technically, you could have knishes in the evening, in the meat portion, or you can have them in the morning as long as they are vegetable yeah, or dessert can. kind of stuff, right? Exactly.
2: You can make them neutral by just leaving out any uh, dairy from the filling, and then uh, you're, you're safe Most to have it, them with it. Are, either way. Most of them are like
0: that. Most of them are a neutral uh, dough. But because we have the benefit of using dairy at the Dairy Kitchen... Butter, Mm -hmm. butter, butter, butter. (laughs) Now, we don't need it in the crust to make it good. Like I said, people can't even tell. I'm not even getting out the whisk. That's how lazy. This this is is easy, my kind of cooking. (laughs) Very easy, especially with this (laughs) mixer on low. I'm just gonna add it in. All right, so you got your little bowl and you're pouring in the wet ingredients
1: to the dry. And if you didn't have a mixer, would you just dump it in and stir it in?
0: Yeah. Like with a fork or? Probably a wooden spoon. You could use your hands too, but the oil is really oily. Like it's gonna kind of seep yeah, you, out of the dough.
2: You'll see when we uh, roll out the dough, it's, it's an oily dough. Yeah.
0: And that's the part you will probably want to wear gloves when you're working with the dough. Cause the oil is just gonna Coat. really get on you. Coat <laughs> it, I get it. Grab the plastic wrap in. So I will put gloves on here, but...
1: All right. So you're putting plastic down and you're just going to
0: glove gonna up wrap and it. put
1: that in, put that in the plastic wrap then.
0: Right. And if you're doing this and you're just chilling it for an hour at home, you could probably just put it in a bowl or something. It'd be fine. It's a very sticky dough, but, like, clean. Oh, I can I don't see know. that. It's a very magical dough, in my opinion. It's, it's a so magical dough? Simple, easy to... There's got
1: to be a song in there. It's the magical dough. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> the song about knishes that you're going to write for us, right? For oh, us. <laughs> yes. No, we can write one together. Because you are an amazing songwriter. Oh, thank um, you. I sat down and listened. Uh, I quickly got addicted um, and listen to everything that I could. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and I'm—I uh, have to say, the cave song—is that right? The right title? Yes. It is such a, an amazing song, Thank and you. I love it. That and there's one called Variations on a Theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, just the mix of music and melody and this continual kind of, uh, it's almost like water. It's just this movement of instrument and sound, and I love it! Yeah. i listened to it a few times actually, in a row, because I was so impressed with it. Thank so. you. Yeah, it was really That's fun. That's a great
0: description. That's kind of something we were going for with, you know, the, the recording and the mixing and all of that was like, the whole song is like a crescendo. For a lot of those songs, I guess Variations is a little bit different, but Cave Song, the whole thing is supposed to just be like one big crescendo to the end that's so, amazing and a lot of that like movement water yeah imagery or
1: whatever that's so. exactly what i got that's awesome creative to creative there you go and so um you were playing aaron on that on the music or drums, yeah on that or? Um,
2: on that album i played uh, upright bass and then um i think there was one track that oh, was into the night i think i got a credit for uh playing bode vibraphone um Making like sound effects and creepy noises. Oh, so. That's kind of fun. Yeah, that's fun. I know
1: one of my songs, uh, Brasilia, uh, mm-hmm. I haven't done it in a while now, but it actually opens up with a wind, uh, not a wind chime, but the big chimes that percussionists have. And it, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. they do the glissando at the beginning, mm-hmm. and I'm singing this slow thing over the top. But
3: mm-hmm. it's fun called? to
0: do those kind of different things with instruments,
3: right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, we're, the song that we're putting out Friday, which is tomorrow. Yeah. What day is it? <laughs> Uh, Tomorrow, March 11th, is a song that we've been kind of working on recording for a while and we just haven't... Obviously, the pandemic is, like, taking over everything and music kind of got a push to the back burner, unfortunately, but... It did. This new song is all that. It's just us recording. Like, the album that you listen to is a studio album, a lot of it recorded live, big team of excellent people, people who have Grammys worked on it, so... That's why they made it sound much fancier than I could have done on my own. (laughs) That's why it sounds
1: so darn good. Right. I mean, it is a really good album. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to this cooking. You've got it wrapped in dough, and you put it in a little plastic container. I'm just going to do this because the oil is going to seep out. So you're going to chill the dough, and I noticed that you just magically pulled one out of the refrigerator. So that leads me to my question. Can this be refrigerated overnight?
0: Yes, for... Maybe 12, maybe you could squeeze 24 hours out of it. If you get it out and it looks gray, trash it. (laughs) Gray? Like kind of like ash gray? Yeah, Yeah, like you'll just be like, the color's not normal. Don't use it. Okay. Definitely, (laughs) definitely overnight is not normal. Got it. So this is kind of the fun part, but can be the challenging part. We probably had to do this 10 times at home so yeah, we need all of our tools that. here. I had a
1: I had a recipe for uh, toffee that I haven't released yet, um, but I, it took me five times of making a huge batch of this toffee. Five times through. Do you realize how much toffee? I had to force-feed myself <laughs> to make sure I got it right. Yeah. It's actually a Mexican toffee, and it's delicious now that I figured out yeah. how to make it. But it takes that. That repeated mm-hmm. try to
0: get it right for certain things. It's like it's not that like you saw how easy this dough was to throw together, but then how to like shape it, manipulate it takes a little experience. You see like all the oil that's really released out of it. Yeah, that's
1: actually a lot of oil. Right. I mean, I, the the uh, outside of the dough is glistening. So mm-hmm. it's very um,
0: wet. That's why you need the gloves. Otherwise, it's all right. Kind of a pain. And then I'm going to do half of this dough. Okay. And we'll see how much we get out of it. So I highly recommend having a a mat because you're not flowering your surface here. And you can grab that rolling pin if you'd
1: like. This is an interesting rolling pin. It doesn't have the traditional handles. It's just straight. I think
0: that's called a a French style. Um, The French style rolling pin. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a French. Okay. But I have watched a lot of Julia Child. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's got to count for something, right? The School of Julia Child. All right. I like to go ahead and smish it out a little bit so I have less work to do. Okay. And it's just kind of a square shape. Yeah, so... you want a rectangle. That's our big goal is that we're going to try and get a rectangle. We're tr- going to try and get it so thin you can see through it. And you're kind of just knuckling it yeah. flatter. This just makes it easier. So okay, you want to, you're going to do little movements like this. And I'm going to go one way, and then I'm going to turn and go the other. So All right, so it's my turn to go the other. Yeah, and just kind of little and back start and forth. And from the, like this? Yeah, and you can just kind of push. It's almost like you're stretching it a little
1: sometimes, but it's a... And then the other, right? Mm-hmm. I guess I should have started. I saw you started from the center and worked your way out.
0: Yeah, because you don't want the center to stay really thick, because then when you're trying to... Use it. You're like oh, it's hard go that um, How big, like, or how thin are we going to roll this? So this is why it took us so long. You want literally want it to like have light be able to shine through it, which is oh. really challenging. And, and and when you see you getting started, you're like oh, that's going to take forever.
1: How am I doing, Peanut Gallery?
2: Looking good so far. All right,
0: I'm
1: making sure. I mean, you're you're the professional. I'm sure you guys have this down. Actually, like, how do you? divide up and conquer
0: all the work that it takes to do a food cart you have to kind of make a list so <laughs> you don't argue later <laughs> so say what do you like to do and uh, what do you not like to do hopefully those are complimentary things right hopefully
2: For and this is pretty uh, complimentary so that yeah. works out well. yeah.
0: luckily because i don't want to do anything over an open flame i don't want to do any stove top I don't like chopping very much. I really, really? like cooking. I like baking. <laughs> Once you get the middle pressed out, just
1: kind of go to the edges. Well, it's, um, I'm glad you're doing this because it's going to go much more quickly. She's, uh, she's cranking <laughs> it out. I'm like, roll,
2: roll, she's, roll, She's the roll. pro at this now, for sure. So One week she was out of town and I had to do it and <laughs> I was sweating it pretty bad. But, really? <laughs> yeah. So
1: you don't do the rolling?
2: no this is this is rachel's job every morning
0: are you on mashed potato duty I am. he does that on our prep day and that's honestly i think mean, that's a lot harder it's a lot more peeling chopping time consuming kind of thing all so right I, do you want to classi- do more sure no you can go ahead actually okay. <laughs> uh,
1: sophia uh, i have a question for you yeah. and that is do you the classic question do you start your co- your potatoes in cold water
2: um i do start them in cold water I don't know why. Well,
0: I think it's because if you chop them, we have to chop so many, if you don't put them in the water, they might start to brown.
2: Yeah, that's my main reason.
0: And then
1: do you have like a set temperature?
2: I should Um, ask about, wait,
1: I should ask about the water. Do you go about an inch over the potatoes or more?
2: Ends up being about an inch over the potatoes, but really it's just like as as full as I can get it because we have to make so much.
0: Nice. It's like a cauldron, like a witch's cauldron when he's cooking it all in here, boiling Aaron over and that's the, the small over. batch too
2: like in the summer when we're more busy like i have to like kind of double that too so really yeah
1: so and then how long do you cook your potatoes ish
2: i don't even know honestly it's just until, like they're, until they're done
1: till they're done so you fork test them or yeah
2: and usually like, so i'm cooking the onions kind of at the same time it's kind of my process like i'll, I'll chop the onions set it aside um then i'll peel and slice the potatoes. By the time I get them, I put them on the stove and start the onions at the same time. And they're usually ready at about the same time.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go back here to the dough because it yeah. looks like it's ready. Yeah. And and
0: we'll get to our next step. So, he did all the hard work as usual. Thank potatoes you. are
1: done. Thank you for doing all the hard work. So
0: we'll just make the traditional potato ones first. Now. Okay, great. We I use a measuring cup for filling them because I want to have a really consistent size. Okay. Um, so our customers know what they're going to get. Yep. And we try to make them really big, but you could use your hand. You could use a spoon. It depends on if you want a giant one or if you want a cocktail canish It's called. But okay. I'll just use what I normally use, which is a whole cup. Okay. Wow, that is a huge amount of, is that for one? This is gonna be two. Okay,
1: good, I was having a little moment.
0: I'm like, oh my gosh. So this is my secret. I do it in twos and pairs because then I get a really nice bottom and top edge. That is a really uh, smart move. It took a lot of trial and error. A lot of error with not making the dough thin enough, even though every recipe ever is like thinner, thinner, thinner. It's okay if it's a little torn even. So about how many potatoes
1: does it take to make this amount of filling that, to use this dough?
0: So this is half of the dough I rolled out because we're going to put uh, dessert filling in the others. Oh, darn. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so this will make four canish, which for home, you could probably make them a little smaller, right? You could maybe get six out. Erin, how many potatoes? I mean, four That's maybe? maybe? That's maybe we could even say... Yeah, I'd say it's
2: about maybe four potatoes worth.
1: That's there. a cup, right? Yeah. Yes. So this is basically four cups that you've got in pairs, so two pairs, mm-hmm. um, side by side, and just scooped out. Yeah. And you can play around with spices and oh, of
2: course, totally, yeah. And
1: totally just make it whatever you want, from anything yeah. from spicy hot to just right. savory mm-hmm. or cheesy mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah,
2: I've actually got my secret seasoning blend that we... <gasps> mainly the the flavor in there
1: Mm, that smells delicious a lot of
2: different kind of old world inspired spices and herbs and stuff did you
1: learn that in jazz school (laughs) improvising improvising yeah i know how to improvise yeah Yeah. i didn't learn that in school though i kind of came with that but
2: But i did have a roommate in college and we got really into cooking together and his uh, uncle was a good chef and i remember we'd go over to his house and like you have to, like, sit on the couch, and he'd go back in the kitchen and get the little baggie of uh, curry powders, like a drug deal, but it was just <laughs> spices, you know?
1: Can I have some of that curry? <laughs> sure. It's going to cost you. All right. Yeah. Well, and now where did you go to school?
2: Uh, University of Central Oklahoma. in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Okie. Mm-hmm. You're an Okie. Okie, yeah. Right?
1: That's what I, didn't, I always thought yeah. that would be, like, like a
0: slam. Hey, you're an Okie, but not really. No, they, it just they means own room. it, yeah. They own it, yeah. Or yeah. we the funny i always joke that he's the least authentic Okie i've ever met and he <laughs> was born there and lived there his whole life but his parents you meet them on the street and you're like okay they're obviously from new york coast, or new yeah. jersey like 100 percent east know. coast and uh my family is all from there from the south and but i haven't i didn't live there most of my life i just went back and went to music school there met Aaron through that so it's kind of like a roll reversal a little bit We're like no 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 i'm the real oaky here <laughs> i say he's not oaky passing oh yeah all right <laughs> so this is another ingredient i forgot we were going to maybe make some of these but we'll talk about it this is called kasha which is a traditional jewish thing but i think it's like common in russia poland and yeah
2: it's a uh, buckwheat
0: it's just buckwheat but they put it in a lot of foods with Onion cooked down in broth, and errands is really, really good and delicious. So what we would do, I forgot to do it, but we would do, like, 50% of the kasha with the potato.
1: Okay, and that's not, I mean, obviously we're going to do all potatoes on this, but that's definitely an option. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Making kasha, is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. Like with a K. K-A-S-H-A. Uh-huh. And then putting half potato, uh-huh. half kasha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: that's a really traditional thing. We When we first started, we didn't have those, even though... His mom was like, are you going to have kasha? I was like, eh, we'll see. Because I would say maybe 5% of people who come even know what that is. Um, but we do offer them on the menu sometimes because we do have some diehard people that want that kasha. And it's very good, and it's hearty and healthy. And especially if you're not eating meat, it just kind of feels like a little extra. We also have mixed vegetables. We do spinach, broccoli cheddar. We've done a really good sweet potato canish. Ah. With mm-hmm. brie, toasted walnuts, cranberry, green onion, like fancy. Yeah, That sounds so That'll good. be back, that in, the like a,
2: yeah, That'll be back in the fall. That'll
0: be back in the fall. I'm going to be coming back
2: <laughs>
1: in the fall. Hey, guys, can you hook me up with some of those sweet potato? Yeah. potato? So you can
2: see there's even there's Kanishes? even a meat canish that use, like, ground beef. And so you can really see how there's just kind of it's whatever infant. you can imagine. You know, mm-hmm. if you can wrap it in a crust, you can do it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like a dumpling, you know, a lot of cultures have some version of a dumpling right okay Um, so what I'm gonna do is just cut this in half okay you've
1: got a pastry cutter or I guess and in sewing that would be a dritz wheel but
0: (laughs) I just call it my little rolly thing your little rolly thing great with a blade on one side I love it it's (laughs) always getting lost so I'll do one and then I'm gonna let you try the other one okay okay (laughs) okay this is gonna be amusing you think this is gonna be really hard to work with, but it's pretty sturdy, right? Is that because of the oils is. holding mm-hmm. it together? Yeah, and it's stretchy, gives a little bit. So I'll just kind of tuck the dough. You don't have to be perfect here. Right. You're just This is gonna go on the inside. So the outside edges
2: will end up being the bottom of the canister, right? And okay. this will be the
0: top. So, okay. As we're rolling, we're just tucking it on the bottom, creating oh. a nice little bottom crust. I can do kind that. Of thick. This is it. Roll
1: and tuck. Roll and yeah.
0: tuck. Roll and, and tuck.
2: So many layers that even if you have a little tear, it doesn't matter. It's no big deal.
0: You just don't want to um, tuck up on the side because then you get kind of a seam that's prone to pop and open when you bake it. But so then. That's what I have. Okay. Cute, right? Yep, very cute. And I just divide it about in the middle, twist it apart. So this is what, when people do the whole roll, they're doing this twist in between each one, but then they don't have a sturdy base.
1: Oh, very clever. And the potato
0: might come out the bottom. Nice finish. Oh, look how cute they are. All right. So you go ahead and come over here. I just got to hold these two conditions. (laughs) All right. Here's Marty's try. So just tuck it, just kind of start it. Yeah, kind, right? and don't be too afraid. You're just doing a, a simple roll, not trying to turn it really tight. And you don't tuck it in to begin with, right? You got to have something to tuck. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oops. Can I incorporate this piece? Yeah. Just throw it on the end. So roll and then start tucking, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Roll
1: and tuck. It's kind of fun, right? Yeah, actually, and it's it feels good too. It kind of reminds me of Play-Doh. Yeah, I like it. And I'm not being too
0: anal about the uh, the tightness of the rolling here. Mm-hmm. And, and you kind of want to have that hand-rolled look, you know, because it's, it's made by hand. It's not from a factory. You know, there's a lot of people think of knish as this kind of canish you can buy in the freezer section. We don't, we want ours to stand apart from that, <laughs> big time. Uh, definitely.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to kind of feel for the middle. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and then and squeeze it. Put your fingers in the middle so you can squeeze up the potato away from the opening. So you can kind of, you don't want it to explode all over. How am I doing? Beautiful. This is better than the first 10 times we did it. Well, I had a good teacher. Yeah, and you just shape them how you like. A lot of times I'll like to do more of a flat top because we might melt cheese on it. We might put gravy on it. I'm making it flat, flat for cheese. Yes, those are beautiful. I feel so proud. And you just put them on our tray. Okay, Okay. wait,
1: wait, wait. Well-loved baking
0: mat here. And And we just got to do a little egg wash. So just... uh, Okay. I love it. You can take your gloves off. Okay, good. Gloves are coming off.
1: And what's the difference between a knish and a latke?
2: So the knish, as you've seen, is like mashed potatoes baked inside of a crust. Uh, The latke is shredded potato and onions um, and then mixed with... uh, like a, either flour or a matzo meal, which is like a cracker meal. Um, and then uh, that's formed into like a pancake kind of patty and then fried.
1: Oh, yeah. so those I've had before. Yeah. yeah, those
2: are more common, very traditional for Hanukkah. Like that's the kind of the number one, you know, Hanukkah food, um, so yeah. And
1: can you make those sweet or savory? Mostly or- savory
2: mostly savory yeah we do um for our brunch menu we do like there's something called a cheese latke which is totally different it's like there's no potato at all it's much more like a, a pancake um, nice and those are sweet
0: but it's better mm-hmm. than a
2: regular
1: pancake. i love i have a cheese, and a, passion
2: yeah, for cheese. a
1: passion for cheese, <laughs> for cheese is like <laughs> yeah yeah i do too um, and I that's unfortunate too. when you're trying to i can't eat cheese 24 7 unfortunately so yeah you can
3: <laughs> well,
0: you, can try it. <laughs> you can, but you'd have to roll
1: you me to the car it later. <laughs>
0: so I'm just really coating these. We didn't preheat the oven, but that's okay. We can turn it on now. All mm-hmm. right. And then how long are these going to take to bake? So in the convection oven, it takes about 25 minutes at 375. So okay. a convection oven, you can just, um, I would still do 375 no matter traditional oven or convection. It's just going to reduce the time. So in your regular oven, 375, maybe 40 minutes.
2: Okay, you'll see the, the crust starts getting nice and brown and looking really nice. Yeah, that's all really you're going to for. Go, yeah. All right,
0: well, we'll we'll throw these on the oven. Hot in the middle. That was really the best first time I've ever encountered of rolling a... Well, thank egg, so. you,
1: uh, thank you very much. I've been uh, put through some interesting experiments in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> not your first time. <laughs> uh, not my, my
1: uh, first call to duty. But uh, I am definitely not a baker, but I'm getting braver. I might, these seem easy enough that I might be able to make them out. Yeah. So tomorrow's March 11th and you're releasing a new song?
0: Yes, so since um, quarantine and all this stuff and just the way things go now, we've just been doing single releases just because it seems like doing things more often is a little more the way that music is going in general you know mm-hmm. I don't like we have teenagers they would never buy an album maybe like maybe they would because they're parents are musicians and are like Whoosh! you know but <laughs> 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 they still would be like I just got the single or yeah yeah. Right? and I still yeah. like
2: to listen to an album you know front to back and you know the artist's intention is that the you know they put a lot of thought into how the songs are sequenced and right. the transition between but it seems like younger younger people like don't necessarily look at it that way and
0: right and maybe like, like waiting for a release is not worth it i guess anymore like um building up to this huge album release i feel like it maybe just more practical and you know business-wise to just kind of release more things more often because of the speed of the industry you know
1: mm-hmm. right my friend naomi la Violette, um did something super Uh, intelligent, I felt, and that was that, you know, um, she did cover songs, she had her fans uh, on Patreon choose which cover song she was gonna do, and then she did one a month, and then put them together to do an album. So she did like all those single releases, and then put them together in the album, and I think that is totally the way to go.
0: But go ahead and just put them out there. Why wait? And then maybe do a big EP where there's actually a hard copy, a CD or vinyl, and have a big show. Yeah. So it's still like, then you have an event and it's exciting, but you're not saying, oh, you're going to have to wait two years, you know. (laughs) What are you going to do in those two years? (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. You've got to have something, something out there. Mm -hmm. Some kind of, it's music merch is what it is. Without being like a t-shirt or something, it's music merch, right? Mm -hmm. So. um, All right. Talk to me
0: through this fruit filling. Okay. So let's see here. Since some of this stuff is like, we're the only people who sell them around here and we have put a lot of research into learning how to make them authentically we're not necessarily revealing every detail of our recipe
1: but of course well yeah <laughs> get but the idea people can still make these at home I mean we have a yes. recipe we just don't have your your super super totally
0: ingredients so um, I'm gonna save this and then this is the part that is a little maybe it's not totally top secret you can find these recipes online but you have to really look for some authentic things right okay and then the authentic meaning we like a site called uh, the nosher or it's also what's it has two names what's the other name uh, is it my
3: jewish learning,
0: my jewish learning. Yeah. and they have so many good recipes good um, information and uh, they don't have the specific one we had to really look all over for this because we had some requests for a uh, cherry cheese canish. okay coney island style is yeah. what we've found um, that they used to be sold on push carts. But this filling has farmer's cheese in it, which is very hard to find in Portland, at least in large amounts. So we go have to go find like Russian markets and things like that. Um, So it has farmer's cheese, cream cheese, sugar, eggs, some other little things in it. And this one we're going to do like a jelly roll. Like a jelly roll, mm-hmm. like all one, is that what you mean by that? Yeah.
1: I've never made a jelly roll. It's I don't fun. really know what it is.
0: So oh, you I'm... made cinnamon rolls, right? Yes. Like that, okay. So you can see the farmer's cheese is kind of like... It's
2: curdy. Curdy, like, you know? Kind
0: of like cottage cheese oh. Yeah. Only.
2: It's like, a. If you, if you can't find the farmer's cheese, you can actually just strain the, the whey out of some cottage cheese and use that as well.
0: Really? Yeah. Another good tip, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, we've had to learn because you can't always find farmers cheese. And this is just some good quality cherry pie filling. Oh, with real cherries in it. Real cherries, no red sticks, no corn syrup, none of that. If you you know, if you're not gonna make it from scratch.
2: Cherry's classic, but you know, whatever. Blueberry's great, you know, apple would be good, mm-hmm. anything. And do you
1: and then about how much I mean that looks like I'm gonna guess three cups? of uh, mixed, um, the farmer's cheese. Yeah. And all the, uh, what else do you have on there? Cream Sugar. cheese. Sugar, cream cheese, cream cheese yeah. and like, one or two eggs, Rachel, something
2: like that.
0: Mm-hmm. But you don't want to thoroughly blend it because you want to see the stripes in there of the cheese and the cherry. You don't want it to all be red. Got it. So rough mix. Yeah. And just make sure it's getting tucked in. However, this one's not critical on the ends because it's not gonna sit on the end the way the potato one did. We're not dividing this clearly. Are we? We will cut it after it's cooked. Okay. It's gonna bake as a, a snake. One big long roll. And that's how'd I do? Good. We Yay. just then I'll, you know, try to make them even in size, but you can also just have some bigger and some smaller. And Great. Fight. Now, this is the hardest part, though, is putting them on a tray. Do you need my help with that or you got it? It, it might be helpful. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't... I've made really long ones, they don't fit, and I have to do, like, a, an S shape. But I think uh-huh. this one will work. I'm going to use my pastry thing. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared. Just I got it. go. I got it, I got it. <laughs> How's that? This should be good. And... I've learned though, it's gonna explode on the ends, so I'm just gonna like score it. Oh just so a it comes little off bit. Top. Yeah, just a little bit. And it'll hopefully that'll be the right amount. It'll Perfect.
2: separate a little. When some leaks out, it's still, still delicious. tastes very don't good. forget
0: about the egg wash. Egg wash is crucial or it won't be brown. It's really pretty when it bursts open on top and then some of that cheese gets a little browned edges I bet and then you just throw it in the oven it doesn't take nearly as long as the potatoes so all right we'll stick them in and then when they're done they're they're done done. you just eyeball it really
2: are you going for the top or the bottom
0: I'll go on the top okay you don't let the heat out so and then you just
1: know it by sight when it's done
0: I set the timer for the potatoes at 25 minutes, because then I'm doing other stuff. It goes off automatically, I just leave them, and they're always done at that okay. that. The dessert one's probably gonna be five minutes less, maybe. Okay. Just it's very up, easy. Yeah. I would just set a timer for 20 minutes and then check them. Okay, cool. Yeah. Meaningful in so many ways. I mean, really delightful. I like to hear that because you know, as a songwriter, you're never sure. You're always like, is this translating? Is this weird? Is it. Is it whatever? Is it coming through? And you yeah. don't know until someone tells you. So tell me, how did you
1: think up the lyrics for Cave Song?
0: That whole album was like a, a lot of songs written when I was going through a horrible divorce. So, like a lot of people, you write your way through that kind of experience. I am familiar. (laughs) So, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of just, like, identity crisis that goes with that. And, um, I don't know. There was
1: a duality, almost. Right. To the song. And actually, to a lot of the songs. Right. And I read the review um, on your website, Mm -hmm. RachelBrusher.com. B-R-A-S-H-E-A-R. Got it. Nailed it. Dot com. And, um... You know, there was a review that said in that first album, there's a there's a whole duality. Like, I am this, and I don't care. I don't care what you think of me. I mean, I can I can do this, this, and this, you know. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't care. I am who I am, you know. And, and at the
0: same time, you're not sure who you are. It's like a self-discovery kind yeah. of thing. And a main theme, and then like I of a, a song before called Ink Blot, which is kind of about this concept that a lot of times people just see you as what they want to see in you. And you can let yourself believe all those things or not. So it was kind of a continuation of that premise of like, am I just what you think of me? Or am I actually all these other things you don't even see because you just see what you want to see. You, and know? you know, that's a constant
1: struggle that so many people go through is that that whole identity of, of how much do I depend on what what does the public think of me versus what I think of me.
0: Because as a performer, you can never remove that aspect from what you're doing, that it is a relationship between you and the listener or the observer. Also, I don't want to disregard talking about Aaron, because we can just talk about me because I'm more of a chatty person, but he doesn't (laughs) ever toot his own horn, and... Will just not, he'll just walk around, no one will know all the accomplishments that he's made, and he'll never. He's just quietly yeah, he'll just be like, I'm okay with it, but I'm like, you should tell people that. Put the spotlight back on Aaron. So, your main <laughs> instrument is bass?
2: Yeah, upright bass. Which um, I started um, just finishing up high school. I uh, decided I wanted to go to college for music, and there wasn't really anything to do for um, electric bass at that time, so switched to Upright, then really fell in love with it during college and just went from there, yeah.
0: Well, and Aaron also used to manage the jazz lab in at, at the college there and worked in the mm-hmm. studio and everything, so he never talks about that. But. Really? So you have some things in common, I think, with your experience. That.
2: Yeah, I used to be the um, night manager for the venue and uh, run the recording studio that was attached.
0: So that album he was heavily involved we recorded it at the studio don't those look good these look delicious and just wait until we like heat it up should we put cheese on it
2: sure i like cheese
0: (laughs) which one so these have mixed vegetable and these are plain potato uh i don't want
1: to try the plain potato I think well, the mixed vegetables—only vegetables. Only
2: vegetables? With, no, it's just potato, the potato. But yeah. that
0: one we serve with gravy. But if we're doing the cheese, let's do the potato. Yeah, yeah. I like that. These a great all look good, Erin.
2: Yeah, there's not a bad one.
0: The the only challenge with these is that they're so dense that when you reheat them, you, if you just stick them in the oven, you're going to be waiting a long time to reheat it. So, so what's your cheat? We have to microwave. This is a super heavy-duty microwave, so it's like three and a half minutes. But at home, regular microwave might be five minutes. I don't know. Wow, because if you don't, the middle won't get hot. And then, did you
1: already put cheese on it, or no. you're gonna put cheese on it like the last minute in the oven?
0: Oh, so you're microwaving it and gonna oven it? Yes, but and we only do that because if we're selling a whole bunch and it's fast, 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 and you didn't come the first hour when they're still hot. You um, come later in the day, we have to get it hot again, but you want the crust crispy. If you just microwave it, some places I think might do that. It's gonna be Whoa. It's not gonna be its best. You so want it to So be... how long do you cook it after you nuke it? In the oven?
2: If Two the oven's minutes, all the way hot, yeah. It just it? takes a couple yeah. few minutes to re-crisp up the crust.
1: Hmm. And then when do you add the cheese and the rebaking process?
2: Um, just right when it's starting to get crisp. Then I'll put the cheese on top. I feel like we're all Another like little here. kids at
0: home just like waiting around the stove while our mom. It's like <laughs> Christmas! Are the cookies done?
1: Tell me about Grandma Lorraine.
2: Yeah, so um, Grandma Lorraine is my mom's mother. She grew up in Brooklyn and then uh, moved to Long Island where she raised my mom. Um, but as far as I remember, I mean, she still lived in Long Island when I was a baby, but she moved down to Florida. Um, near uh, West Palm Beach. Uh, And that's how I always remembered her. We'd go to Florida to visit Grandma's house. And, um, you know, just always just a warm, loving person. And just kind of like my family in general is like, food was like our love language, like feeding someone was how we loved each other. Um, So um, when we decided to start the food truck, we just kind of naturally decided we would name it after her. And of course, like Sweet Lorraine is also that you know, standard that, you know, like Nat King Cole made famous, you know. Um, so it kind of tied in with our musician past as well. Um, so, yeah, so. Um,
0: it his grandma used to sing it to my, Yeah, my grandpa
2: used to sing it so to, you know, Sweet Lorraine to my grandma when he was being romantic. Very um, poignant. So it was very really? special, yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: just so. like, I just want to <laughs> hug you guys know. <laughs> it just tied together, you know, our shared passions of food and music and family. Yeah. Just kind of enca- encapsulated that, and it made his grandma so happy. <laughs> so happy, yeah. And,
2: um, so yeah, That's it was wonderful.
3: A beautiful
1: story. I'm very glad I got to hear that. Yeah, thank so. you. What a perfect name.
0: All right, this is a really fun oh. part to watch yeah. when the cheese starts going down over the edges perfectly. Yeah, perfect. So let's see perfect. We can
1: pull this out of the oven. We can end the show. You can surprise us with the title and the lyrics of your new song and. I'm sure we can talk about that now. We're almost there, but yeah. Well,
0: the the new song is called "Nothing Is Easy," and um, just because that's the first line. <laughs> Again, I told you <laughs> titles. I'm like, you can't summarize the whole thing with one phrase. You know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, this needs like. What do you think?
2: Doctor it up. Yeah. Salt, pepper. The usual.
1: The usual. Paprika. Right. Paprika. That. Those things. Paprika.
0: So salt, pepper, and, and we'll paprika your are your usual. Fresh yeah, cracked
2: pepper. The, uh, the Spicy Hungarian paprika.
0: We did have one older lady say once, don't put any of that cayenne on my finish. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not cayenne, it's just paprika. Now, I think the most beautiful moment. Isn't uh-huh. that gorgeous? And then you have to dip it in mustard. Mm get the full effect. A lot of people would eat this with a hot dog. Maybe if it was a no butter in it on the street, you'd get a condition, a hot dog. Do you want to try it? I do want to try it. I'm like, get out of my mouth. mouth. Don't burn
1: your mouth. Don't burn my mouth. Oh, (laughs) now she tells me. All right, so I'm digging in. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna be a little bit smart about this. I'm gonna dip in the mustard first. I'm gonna try. That's
0: what I do. And then get yeah. a
1: cheesy, crusty part of this potato. Let's see if I can do
0: this. Really, be careful. <laughs> it's really, so hot. really, Marty. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I've just done it a hundred times. Mm-hmm. That
1: was really tasty. Oh wow, this onion uh, potato mixture. What's your ratio of uh, onions to potatoes? Do you think? Um,
2: it's uh, seven to four. Uh, like seven pounds of potatoes to four of onions.
1: I thought you were kidding. Like, no. you know, a mixed time, a <laughs> no, mixed beater. No. Yeah, yeah. Seven-four. Seven,
2: four. An- you
0: like it with the cheese?
1: Mm-hmm. Cheese is good. And um, uh, the crust is amazing. It, I mean, it, it, it crisped up really well, and uh, it's a beautiful golden color because of the, the egg wash. And yeah, this is
0: fantastic. Yeah, you wouldn't even know that it's not a buttery crust, right? No, no. I think there's a lot of really genius things that like Jewish moms and grandmas came up with and would do to keep kosher and to, you know, maybe they couldn't find all the ingredients at certain times in history. And so they kind of created some different ways that, unfortunately, I think some of it has a bad reputation of not being flavorful or not being good because maybe somebody had a bad experience at a restaurant or something bland, you know? But it's not true at all. When you start learning about the cooking, it's just a little different than what American palates are used to, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. But oh, I think it's quite good. You know, because um, butter is so expensive mm-hmm. at this current moment when inflation is going up. Mm-hmm. This is a nice alternative to not have to use that ingredient totally. in this beautiful crust that you've created. Mm-hmm.
0: But rest assured there's butter in the potatoes. though.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if I could quit eating long enough, because I keep coming back for more. We're not stopping bites. you. Um, so Nothing is Easy is the release that's coming out tomorrow, March 11th, mm-hmm. which I have to say is an excellent day. It's my mother's 86th birthday tomorrow. Oh,
2: happy birthday. So, uh,
1: What's yeah, time? happy birthday, mom. June. Happy birthday, June. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's, so that's a perfect day. It's, just, it's already loaded with luck yeah. and all things good. So that must be why I subconsciously picked it. That's, <laughs> that's right. And
0: people can find this on your website. I will be putting it, releasing it on Bandcamp, but it will also be on my website, which you can, either one, you could just search my name and you'll find it. But I'm um, really
1: excited to go hear it. Thank you. Yeah, and we can, uh, I'm going to post all your links online so people can find about, find out about where you're performing next and uh, what you're up to and what you're writing and all mm-hmm. those kinds of things, and I'm, that, I'm just so appreciative that you've been with me and invited us in after closing, after a long day of work, and... And we're all sitting here freezing together and it's fun so thank thank you you. we're honored that you asked us so Mm -hmm. very flattering i'm your host jazz singer marty mendenhall check out the new marty's music kitchen season one cookbook featuring recipes photos and innovative qr codes so you can listen to the podcast while you cook buy it today at martymendenhall.com Or on Amazon. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time on Marty's Music Kitchen.